Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really sweet stuff they're doing with us and and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Eileen Briggs. She's the Chief Development Officer for Soulsbacher. Eileen, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Before we kind of dive into everything, first, can you give us an overview on who the Soulsbacher is? Sure. Well, we've been around for 25 years. Um, serving the Jacksonville community, and we were started in the 90s. There really was an explosion of homelessness Mm -hmm. um, really across the country in the 90s, and so some community leaders got together, the United Way, the city of Jacksonville, and what they wanted was to have a center of services where someone who was experiencing homelessness could go, and they could receive everything that they needed. They could receive a warm bed and a hot meal and a case manager to help them and medical care. And so we were born out of that. And over the past 25 years, we've grown uh, exponentially. Um, The community in Jacksonville is incredibly compassionate and they have really supported our growth through those 25 years. And, you know, what we have today is uh, we call ourselves Housing, Healthcare, and Hope for people in need. And so our, our services have grown and really expanded to um, respond to the need. This is going to be super broad, but what do you think is, is the most change you've seen in the past 25 years? I would say the main thing that we have seen is the shift from people who are experiencing homelessness being primarily single men back in the 90s to what we've seen for the past, I would say, 10 years at least, is the explosion of families, particularly single women with young children. So at this point, for the people that are coming to us seeking emergency shelter, We are typically seeing a young woman with two or maybe three young children, school age or preschool age children. And so the need has really changed. Um, As you can imagine, serving someone like that, a family unit like that, we're going to have to have different services and a different approach. Um, So that really has been surprising to us, um, and it really continues. And, you know, with the pandemic happening and we've seen on the news about how um, so many more women have lost their jobs and mothers are now, you know, having to teach their kids homeschool, um, we're continuing to see that. Now with the the eviction moratorium, um, when that is lifted, we do... We're anticipating having an even greater need when that happens. Now, currently, as, as we've kind of shifted from the growth that you've experienced, what services do you offer to both men, women, and children? So we offer housing, a really full, broad spectrum of housing from someone who is literally on the streets or sometimes sleeping in their car. They can come to us. We can give them a, an emergency bed. Um, They can continue to stay in that bed as long as they need to until we can get them into a more permanent um, housing situation. We have a really large network, probably about 250 scattered site apartments throughout the community of Jacksonville. And we've had those for many years. And those are serving people who have either uh, serious mental health disorder or some other kind of physical disability, we're able to use HUD funding from the federal government to subsidize those rents and then offer supportive services so that these people can maintain that housing and not come back into a homeless situation. Um, We also have a permanent housing site at our Soulsbacker Village Campus, which opened back in 2018, and we have 70 units of affordable housing at that location. We were very, very proud to be able to add 70 units of affordable housing to the housing stock in Jacksonville when that location opened because um, 
it, there's just a huge need, and we have a huge waiting list for all of our housing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we could build three more villages, and we would still be able to fill them up. So that's the housing end of the spectrum. Um, probably the most basic service that we provide is meals, and that we have been doing since day one. We have been providing meals to anyone in the community who's hungry, um, can come for lunch or dinner to our downtown location, and they will be served a warm meal and um, be able to you know, sit in our dining area and have that meal, and if they're interested, they can, we can you know, enroll them in additional services. But at that service, we actually have people who do have housing that come to us because they can't afford both rent and food. Mm-hmm. And so they choose to pay their rent and their electric bill, and then they come to us for food. We even have families with children that get in that line, which is unfortunate. <laughs> and then in addition to those services, um, probably over 50% of what we do now is health care. So we have had a health clinic since uh, about a year after we opened. We started providing health services at our downtown location, and that program has just grown um, amazingly. We are a federally qualified health center, which means that we get the bulk of our funding from the federal government to provide free or sliding fail, sliding fee scale um, health care to anyone in the community who needs it. So we do serve people who are homeless or at risk of being homeless, but we take insurance. We, we can serve everybody. And what is really unique about our health care services is that we have primary care, behavioral health, dental and vision and it's all under one roof Um, so that is something that doesn't exist anywhere else in our community Um, I don't know about you but you know my doctor never talks to my dentist so to be able to have all of those people under one roof and coordinating care you know particularly for people who have chronic conditions like diabetes or or those types of things um, really is a unique service so we're really proud of our clinic Uh, At the downtown location, we have a satellite location at the beach. And then when we opened our Soulsbacker Village location, we opened up a pediatric health center for the children there. So that's kind of a that's kind of the broad overview of all the things that we do in town. And I'm I'm so glad you were broad because just out of ignorance, I assume that y'all were just a homeless shelter. And you're saying, no, we're so much more to so many more people. <laughs> yeah. even, even if you have a home or even if you have a car or even if you don't need food, you guys offer so many things in so many different areas. Yeah, we do. And that's a really common reaction like you had. It. You know, we do tours. We're not doing tours right now, but we will do tours again. And we bring people through the through the um, facility and show them what we do and talk about it at the same time. And that's exactly what they said. In fact, we quote it. They say, I had no idea because we do so much. Yeah, especially the clinic. It really is a beautiful facility. And the village as well is is brand new, and it's really a beautiful housing community. You're really like a one-stop shop, but where do you think um, you guys meet the most needs at? In what area? Um, I would say the emergency shelter is a really critical need. And, you know, we've seen that people who are visible, you know, the visibly street homeless people that you see mm-hmm. when you're driving around town, um, that need is huge. And they're not, uh, there are not enough beds in town to support everybody who um, would need them. So we do unfortunately have to turn people away for our emergency beds, and we have wait lists for those, and I believe the other shelters in town do as well. So that's a really critical. It's really the foundation of what we do is to provide that emergency housing when people are in crisis, bring them in, assess them, and get them into the other services that we need. Um, that service, and then the health care is huge. If you think about, you know, all the conversation around health care these days um, on a national level about the uninsured and the fact that Florida does not have expanded Medicaid access for um, 
for people who are living in poverty, particularly single men. So typically these people will either not go to the doctor at all because they can't get into a doctor because they don't have insurance and they can't pay for it, or they just wait until they're very sick and then they go to the emergency Mm -hmm. room. And that really is a drag on the hospital's funding um, to continue to serve people for free who are not insured and not able to pay. And the the hospitals have to write those costs off, which is, you know, it hurts their... It hurts their uh, financial situation. So to have a clinic like ours downtown at the beach, at the village, where someone can come and receive all of these high-quality health care services, dental, we can give them dentures, we can give them eyeglasses. If someone is experiencing a mental health problem, we can provide them with medications for depression or anxiety, something that would be really key to having a person be able to function in their life. Um, They come in and they know either it's free or it's on a sliding scale and they will be able to afford it. So something as small as, you know, $10, $25 to be able to get something like eyeglasses or dentures, it really is huge. And it's allowing a lot of people who aren't homeless to maintain the house that they're in. So it really is a wonderful prevention program as well in that regard. And do you find that people are a lot more apt to come and go to the doctor or doctors or go to the dentist when they know that it's not going to charge them an arm and a leg since they don't have insurance? Absolutely. And we are a referral source for so mm-hmm. many other agencies. You know, if someone is working with um, the food bank, for example, or if they are, you know, interacting with the Department of Children and Families or any other organization, um, you know, the churches in town, they know that if one of their church members has a financial hardship and they've lost their job, they've lost their insurance, they know that they can send them to us. And, you know, I've seen it time and again where people really feel like, they don't know. They don't know where to go for health care. Um, they're having to delay health care or just not get it at all. And then come to us and realize, oh wow, there is a place for me. You know, this organization really cares, and we have wonderfully caring staff that can help people um, navigate all of the complexities of healthcare. Um, We actually have people that work on something called a patient assistance program, which is a program that almost all of the pharmaceutical companies have. If you get prescribed a medication and you don't have any insurance, you know, it's going to cost an arm and a leg most times. And we have caseworkers that work directly with the clients to get them enrolled in these programs so that they can get free medication. Um, You know, if you have no income, you're going to qualify, but navigating that process can be, you know, pretty tricky, especially for someone in crisis. So we have people that specifically help um, our patients get the medications that they need, which are life-saving in some cases. So it's just really, it's wonderful to see the stories. You know, we like to tell the individual stories of someone who, um, you know, really thought that they had no hope anymore. Mm. And then they come to us, we're able to help them. They get stabilized on their medication. And, you know, they're very, very thankful. It's really a wonderful thing to see. Well, again, I have the privilege of chatting with Eileen Briggs, the Chief Development Officer for Soulsbacher. Soulsbacher. And Eileen, you were just talking about um, these stories that you're able to share of just life-changing events in these people's lives. Can you give me a specific story where you saw just the success roll through and most of it's because the Soulsbacher was at the core of that? We do. It's um, a story that we told at uh, one of our events a couple of years ago of a gentleman and he had his own apartment. Um, He had a small income that he was living on um, and he had a serious issue with diabetes. And he was seeing a doctor, but the insurance um, was not covering the medications that he needed. And he said to us, 
that he had decided that he was just going to go ahead and die. He could he couldn't afford the medicine. He didn't want to be a burden on his children, his adult children. And he said he'd had a good life and he was just ready to go oh ahead and gosh. die so that he wouldn't be a burden on his kids. And then a friend of his said, you need to go downtown to Sulzbacher and see the doctor at Sulzbacher. And we got him in. And he really, he truly says that we saved his life. So those kind of stories, you know, um, it makes everything worthwhile that we're doing. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Because like I said from the beginning, you, you see Soulsbacher as a homeless shelter, but no, it's something as minor, but in this man's life, major, not being able to afford his medicine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's really a wonderful program. The doctors and nurses that work in our clinics, you know, they're very caring. And, you know, if you think about a medical professional, they can kind of choose where they want to work. If you're a doctor or a, a nurse, you know, you can go work in a, a different setting. And so they're just wonderful people that... Um, care about the clients and they care about the mission and um you know it's a it's just a great group of people down there so what is the souls mission so our mission is to empower homeless and at-risk women children and men through health housing and income services thereby restoring hope and self-sufficiency mm-hmm. and our tagline is housing health care and hope and we changed that a couple of years ago um to add that, just to emphasize the healthcare part, um, because like you said, people didn't realize that we, about half of our organization really is dedicated to healthcare. And then the housing part uh, really represents kind of a shift that we've made over the last 25 years to adopt what we call a housing first approach. So when we first started, we, you know, we brought people into an emergency shelter, we assessed them, you know, we, we said, okay, well, you need to get a job, you know, you need to do this and this and this, and if you do all these things right, then you get an apartment. Mm. Um, but there's been a shift, it's a national shift, and there's been a lot of studies on this to show that, you know, if you have the housing subsidy available, it really makes more sense to take that person almost immediately off the street and put them into the apartment. That way, they are able to um, accomplish their goals much quicker. I mean, if you just think about it, if you can put yourself in the person's shoes and think, you know, if you're living in a homeless shelter and you're sharing a room with a bunch of people you don't know, um, you're probably not sleeping really well, um, you know, how are you going to, what's your mood going to be like? How are you going to feel versus if you're in your own apartment and, you know, you know you have a few months of um, time where you can get your business together, get a job, um, whatever it is. Um, so that housing first model really has been a shift for us. And that's why our tagline emphasizes those three things. So housing, healthcare, and hope. And the hope just represents all the, you know, all of the good things that we pour into people so that they can be successful. One thing, Eileen, this is something I wonder, how do you determine who gets placed in an apartment? Like, And then do you just give them a certain amount of time and say, hey, uh, if you don't have a steady income by this date, like, I'm sorry, but you have to leave? What's the protocol for that? Well, our, our housing mix is really... Uh, it's kind of like a patchwork quilt of programs that are funded mostly through HUD, but there are a variety of funding sources for the housing that we have. And, you know, a certain program is going to be for people who have a physical disability. We have a program specifically for veterans. We have programs specifically for families with children. So there really isn't a general, you know, oh, you have to be by this state. Mm. It really is dependent upon that person. For example, somebody that has a severe and persistent mental illness is going to be on disability. And so we're going to be able to move them into apartment with their disability funding coming in, and that's going to be a permanent placement for them. Um, For the single men who don't have disabilities, uh, it's going to look a little different. Mm. And, and we wouldn't necessarily be able to provide them a subsidy for a long period of time. So we really don't have, like, you know, our, our services, we always try to tailor them 
to the person as much as possible and individualize them. Um, you know, the, the um, common denominator with all of them is that they are either homeless or about to be homeless. So we can actually work with some people who have pending evictions or something like that, too. I really appreciate how you didn't just give a straight up answer, but how basically you said it depends on the situation because every situation is so different. Right. Y'all do so much for the community. What can your community do for you? <laughs> well, I, again, I'll say Jacksonville is an incredibly compassionate community. So we have a fundraiser every year um, called Transformations where we tell stories about the people whose lives have been transformed at our organization. And we get donations from the community, from local businesses, from churches. Um, you know, it really is a wonderful group effort where everybody comes together for our big annual fundraiser. Um, we weren't able to have it in person last year. Obviously, we had a virtual one. Um, but this year, we are hopeful to have it in person. So, you know, we love for people to come to that, to be able to hear about more about what we do. Um, that's always a great, a great night to celebrate everything that we do. Um, the other wonderful thing that the community does for us is the volunteering. Our volunteer program is really robust. There's a wide variety of volunteer opportunities that we have. Um, the most basic that I'll highlight, which I think is, you know, to me the most compelling, if I was volunteering, that's what I would want to do, is to serve a meal. Mm -hmm. So we have volunteer groups come in, and this has been happening since 1995. We actually have some groups um, that have been coming once a month since 1995 to serve a meal to our clients. And you get a group of people together, so maybe eight to 10 people. Um, we have like churches, for example, and then that church community will sign up a different group every month. And you come in and you prepare the meal and you serve and you clean up. And it really is, I mean, you can, you know, if you can think about what's more, you know, satisfying than giving someone a warm meal, you know, when they're hungry, when they're lined up for a meal. Um, so we love to have new groups come in. We we usually have, <clears throat> excuse me, open spots for that. Right now we're closed for volunteers, but with all the vaccination going on, you know, we really hope that that'll be opening back up soon. And you can just go to our website and click on Get Involved and it'll have a list of the different volunteer opportunities that we have. And you said go to your website. What's the best website for that? So it's soulsbackerjacks.org. That's S-U-L-Z as in zebra, B-A-C-H-E-R-J-A-X.org. All right. Well, Eileen, thank you so much for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio.
getting hungry? Take a short drive to Callahan and satisfy that appetite at Callahan Barbecue. Beef, pork, or chicken, Callahan Barbecue has you covered. Sandwiches or the full meal plate, you'll find friendly service, pleasant atmosphere, and affordable prices. Bring the family for dinner or make it your lunchtime destination. Takeout available. Callahan Barbecue, 45077 State Road 200 in Callahan. Open Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. CopyFax, your local Jacksonville-based office product provider, has a new name, CFX Office Technology. CFX is your one-stop shop for all your business document needs. CFX offers state-of-the-art office products and document management systems. A local Rico and HP dealer, CFX is committed to Northeast Florida and dedicated to our local churches, nonprofits, and small business owners. Visit CFXOffice.com for all your business needs. CFXOffice.com. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. And right now at Wendy's, they're only a buck each. Wendy's breakfast biscuits, just a dollar. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet your buck on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price of participation may vary. Limit five qualifying items per transaction. Not valid in a combo. Excludes honey butter chicken biscuit. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Panera believes in saying yes. Yes to clean, fresh ingredients. Yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella. Yes to delicious mac and cheese. Yes to putting it on a sandwich, creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. And yes to impromptu road trips to Sandwich, Illinois. Because that's living life to the flavor fullest. Get $1 delivery when you order on our app. Panera, live your yes. Pricing and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. Fever is a potential symptom of COVID or the flu, and one way to detect it is with an accurate thermometer. Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Be sure to seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Florida's leader in gate access and video controls is right here in Jacksonville. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems. Call the professionals at Sunbelt Gated Access Systems today for your building security needs. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems has everything you need from custom gates and security cameras to cloud-based building access control. Sunbelt Gated Access Systems partners with major product vendors that allows them to customize a system for all your security needs. Florida's leader is also serving Southeast Georgia. Visit sunbeltsys.com. Sunbeltsys.com. It's important to love what you do and who you do it for. And that's easy when you work at American Electrical Contracting. They're always looking for new ways to invest in their employees. This year alone, they've increased employee benefits by 25%, doubled their life insurance policy, and added an extra scheduled holiday. Plus, they offer tuition assistance for higher education. American Electrical Contracting focuses on excellence and professionalism. Pursue excellence personally and professionally at American Electrical Contracting. Hiring now. Call 737-7770. Visit american electrical Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. The Polar Express holiday movie, and of course... It's my thing. I love doing events for the community. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of partnered up, and we're going to be doing a Polar Express holiday event and uh, along with the movie. So how is this event going to differ from past events? Because usually you don't have other partners. It's it's all you. Um, I think it'll be 
bring an extra spin. Um, you know, usually we don't have the movie aspect, so when the community comes out, they still get to mingle and interact with the vendors, and we'll have bounce house, face painting, balloons. So they'll still have all that great interaction, and then on top of that, they get to take their kids um, <laughs> right into the Polar Express movie if they uh, pre-bought the ticket. And Melissa, when is the Polar Express, ex- I'm going to call it the extravaganza because it sounds like it, when is this happening? <laughs> this is going to be December 11th, um, starting at 8.30 in the morning to 12.30 um, in the afternoon. And it's earlier hours because we had to coincide with the two, two, the two movie times, which are 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Oh, okay. And you said you have to pre-order your tickets. Yes. Um, for the movie, just because of the amount of people that we've had interested, um, if you want to guarantee that you're going to get to see the movie that day, um, you definitely want to pre-order. If you don't, you can always just come to the event anyway. Um, and also, you know, you can always check to see if there's tickets available that day. And Melissa, will there be the IMAX kind of set off to the side so we're not hearing order number 23 while they're on their way to the North Pole? Yes, absolutely. It'll be kind of separated to that extent. And oh, I also forgot to mention Santa will be there. How could I forget to say that? Oh my gosh, so we'll have so the free. <laughs> yeah, Santa will be there to meet and greet and take pictures with everybody. Okay, and then tell me a little bit about the vendors that we can expect to be there. Yeah, we always have a ro- wide range of vendors from kid products to holiday uh, products since it's a holiday event to crafts. Retailers will be there. So we always have a wide range. Okay, Ian, are you going to encourage us to wear Christmas items? I think that's a great idea. Come dressed in the spirit of the holiday. Um, It can be fun. It can be goofy. (laughs) I think that's a a great addition to this event. (laughs) I like how you didn't say come dressed to impress, but come dressed in the spirit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So, Melissa, also tell me about some other upcoming events you have that we can look forward to. If you're still interested in the holiday events, then right after that, December 18th at the St. Augustine Outlet Mall, we're going to be doing uh, more of a holiday event. And Santa will be there at that one, too. So if you miss the Polar Express, you have one last chance for a free Santa meet and greet at December 18th at the Outlet Mall. Um, and then come next year, just check out JacksonvilleBusinessConnections.com. We have a bridal event, a holistic event, definitely our spring events with Easter egg hunts. All that will be coming up next year. And you said at the beginning that IMAX is the one that reach out, reached out and wanted to partner with you. If we're in that same position, how can we partner with you as well? Absolutely. Either go to Facebook or the website and just search Jacksonville Business Connections. Dot com um, and just reach out to me, Melissa, and I would love to partner. That is one of the things I just absolutely love to work with other businesses and work with the community. So that would make me excited. <laughs> uh, and what are you most excited about for this event specifically? Just to see all the kids out there. Uh, we did a Halloween bash a couple months ago. It was a hit. Just to see all the kids' expressions. They came dressed up, how they get excited to just see everything that's going on and I think they'll be excited to see Santa and do some activities and then go see the Polar Express movie in the huge IMAX theater. And will there be little hot cocoa stands and popcorn stands to pair with the movie? I do think some of the vendors did mention to me they're doing um, some of that and I think it'll even be free. I know we have a lot of our sponsors come in and kind of hand out free popcorn or free different things like that to the attendees. Okay, super fun. Melissa, tell me one more time when and where this is happening. This is happening December 11th at the IMAX Theater in the World Golf Village, and it'll be from 8.30 in the morning till 11, uh, 12.30 in the afternoon. Okay, sweet. And how can we get more information? I would probably just go to Google and put in Polar Express Holiday Events or go to JacksonvilleBusinessConnections.com. We have our events listed on our website. All right, Melissa, thank you so much for all you do and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you, Colby, for having me. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. 
Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Nor- Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood, it's really sweet. It's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really great stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we're chatting with is Amy Woodward. She's the director for Divine Mercy House. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Colby. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Amy, give me a rundown on what Divine Mercy House is all about. Divine Mercy House is a beautiful Christian home to single women facing unexpected pregnancies. Uh, We are open to all faiths. We provide a loving and nurturing environment to meet the physical, spiritual, emotional, and even educational needs of each mother and her children. Um, This environment results in a solid and beautiful foundation of goal settings and moral values for a prosperous future for the women who are in need in our community. Amy, what's the history of Divine Mercy House? So we established um, here in St. Joseph's Catholic Church property back in 2007. Um, Our home was built as a maternity home. St. Joseph's uh, Catholic Church so graciously um, donated their land to us, and that's how we got our ministry up and running, and we have just been um, helping women in our community since then. And what is the need for something like this in our community? There's always a need. You know, we are, um, uh, there's always a mother who is pregnant and expecting an, uh, a child, um, whether it's because they it was an unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's a mother who wants to give life to their children, um, and they don't, they don't necessarily have their support at home, whether it's at home or their partner. Um, and then that's when we step in, um, and we have that um, this beautiful ministry that where we provide all those things that they need in order to succeed and be the mother that they are meant to be. Amy, you've used this word a couple times, home. Are the mothers living with you guys or just checking in every now and then? Yes, so that's exactly what we are. We're a beautiful 3,000 square foot home. Each mother has their own bedroom. They do share a Jack and Jill bathroom with their their neighbor, their other roommate. Um, But yes, it is designed as a home, full kitchen, um, laundry room, computer room, exercise um, equipment uh, available for them. Uh, Anything that you can find in your home is exactly what we have in here. And do they just come and go as they please? No. So there's curfews. Um, We have a nine o'clock curfew for the mothers um, with flexibility. If the mothers are working, um, we can always, you know, uh, bend that curfew because at the end of the day, we don't want to hinder them. We know that they are working and they're just trying to get it, um, Mm -hmm. you know, together for their future and their future of their baby. So, yes, there is a curfew. Um, The mothers must tell us, you know, where they're going, when they're coming back. It is a program. Um, So it is not just a place for them to come 
come in um, and just find a place to sleep on. We are helping them every step of the way from the moment that they arrive up until the leave, getting them prepared to be able to leave, um, saving um, enough money to be able to afford an apartment to move out. Um, that includes taking budgeting classes to be able to know how to properly manage your budget so that they don't fall back into this situation. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about these classes and the services you provide because like you said, it's a home plus so much more. Mm-hmm. Right, so we start off our mon- uh, our Mondays, um, well, every day, our mornings with Bible study. So the Bible study, regardless of their religion, is important to help them deepen their faith. Um, from there on, it's on a case-by-case basis. So sometimes we have mothers who are working, so the mothers will start off their day with going to work. Um, then at some point in that schedule, their mothers will the mothers would have to attend parenting classes, which will help them get prepared um, for their birth and the their child that they're they're getting ready to have, and budgeting classes as well, and how to properly manage those funds that they are receiving while they're working. Um, again, now no two situations are the same. So every mother, we have a program tailored directly to what they are needing when they come in. Mm. And what if these mothers, they already have a child or two? Are they staying at the home as well? Yes. So we can take a, a pregnant mother with one child under the age of two years old. Um, because of space, it is mm-hmm. limited in the home that we have. But yes, uh, it is something that we do consider. Okay. And tell me a little bit about what they're going to be learning at the parenting classes. Parenting classes is provided by us by the wonderful First Coast Women's Center. Um, um, a little bit of it's a program that's called Earn As You Go. Mm-hmm. So the moms will start with uh, from the beginning, from conception and learning about how the body will change. And every program and that in session that they attend, they will earn like a reward so that they can in return get something free for their baby. So it's a great opportunity for them to learn and also to gather items as they're learning to prepare for their baby. Mm. And just kind of put it in perspective for us, Amy, how common is single mother pregnancies in our area? Very common, to be completely honest with you. Um, It is a lot more common than people, I think, realize. Um, Sometimes um, they just have that support Mm -hmm. of having family and um, friends that can help them while they're experiencing, um, you know, being a single mother. And a lot of times they don't. And that's where we come in uh, for those. Those mothers who don't have that support at home or friends or they're from another um, county or state, uh, that's where we come in and we can help them get back on their feet. And for these moms, <clears throat> excuse me, what kind of, uh, like, I guess, what kind of background do they come from? We get a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we have moms who have experienced domestic violence situations. We have moms who uh, graduated high school and suddenly found themselves in an unplanned pregnancy. Um, and parents are unhappy and they don't want them to live at home. We get mothers who already have children and um, they suddenly found themselves homeless. They mm-hmm. were not able to continue their relationship with the father. So suddenly they're homeless. Um, with no education, no work, um, and they're having to start over with absolutely very little to no support. So it's a variety of different women. And if there's a mom listening right now that's in need um, and wants to stay at the Divine Mercy House, how would they go about that? If you are interested um, and you are in need of, even if it's just resources, I'm always happy to help you. Give us a call. The number is 904-268-6282. I will take down all of your information. We will go through a series of questions to see if you would be a good fit for our program. Um, And then we can go from there. Okay. And again, I have the privilege of chatting with Amy Woodward. She's the director for Divine Mercy House. And Amy, you said even if there's some moms that don't want to stay at the home, you can still provide them resources. What does that look like? Absolutely. So what I love about um, our ministry is that we get calls 
so many times uh, a week of a single mother who has a steady job, who has a, an apartment, who's doing well, but is not able to make ends meet, meaning mm-hmm. are they needing diapers? Are they needing wipes? Are they needing any type of baby items? Um, I am always happy to come in and take that burden off of them and offer them, especially because we have just so many wonderful donors who just really uh, donate so much and we have such an abundance of these items and I am happy to give back to the community. And what are you, or pardon, what can we donate? What do you think you're in need of most? Um, Every day it's a different case by case. Um, Sometimes we are in need of diapers. Sometimes we are in need of wipes. Sometimes we're in need of deodorant, shampoo. Uh, The women who will stay here, we provide all of these things for Mm -hmm. them. Shampoo, deodorant, toilet paper. They do, they have access to a laundry facility. So any household things that you can think of that uh, is required for you to run your home, toilet papers, trash bags, those are things that we go through and quite a lot. Um, So those are always um, needed and completely appreciated if anyone um, feels inclined to to donate to us. And Amy, as these mothers are are walking through the parenting classes and the budgeting classes um, and Bible study, and like you said, it's all case by case uh, basis, what's Mm -hmm. the timeline that they're in the home? It is, um, it, it's very difficult for me to tell you a timeline only because I think that no two situations are the same. Mm-hmm. We could have a mother who is doing absolutely everything that they can to be able to move forward, right? They're doing budgeting classes, parenting classes, they're working, they have a stable job, they, um, they saved enough money to be able to afford an apartment. However, there is no affordable housing. As mm-hmm. you know, the prices with yeah. inflation um, is just not affordable right at this moment. So if the mother is doing everything that they need to be doing and it's a, it's a situation of housing. I can't find um, something within my budget. Um, we will extend that deadline um, to be able to accommodate that request. I mean, I think it's something mm-hmm. that's very reasonable. And the reality of what these women are facing right now, there is no affordable housing. So the timeline just looks very different for everyone. But in, in maybe in that instance, it's longer than nine months, like longer than their pregnancy and they can stay after they have the baby. That's right. That's right. Uh, But until they need um, to have anything, the funds, the means to be able to get them out there into their own place. Amy, are you able to share some success stories that you've been able to witness with the Divine Mercy House? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So our most recent um, success story, uh, this wonderful young woman um, came in. She was 20 years old. Um, very little to almost no support from mm. her parents. Her pa- comes from a divorced home. Um, she did it. She came into the program. It's very difficult. Um, I think that a lot of them are used to a lot of freedom. Mm. So then you're suddenly coming into our home where the, the freedom is a little bit more restricted. Um, and you, it requires a, a lot of discipline. She was studying. She was um, working. She had her beautiful baby. She was was able to save enough money to move out wow. and she is she's she is doing it she is still out there working her sweet baby girl got into daycare oh. um so it's amazing mm. it's amazing um the the thing that i love the most about um our ministry is that we always stay in touch with these mothers so even in the future if they fall short it was something mm. diapers formula anything uh food we are always there to a system even when they have moved on from our program. Wow, it's not just okay, one and done, see you never. Never, never, Mm. ever. I mean, I don't think that that would be Mm -hmm. um, a part of our success story. I think that that's what makes it so unique is to be able to assist Mm -hmm. them even after they have moved on. I mean, things happen, right? Even to the to, to those of us who are still in state in steady jobs and, you know, things can sometimes go wrong. Um, we're there to, to help them every step of the way, even when they have left. And Amy, what is the turnaround rate? Like, so say you have no room at the end, but there's a mother who needs help. How long does she have to wait to get into the house? 
tricky again um, okay. because every situation is so different. Um, it just kind of varies. Sometimes we get mothers who, unfortunately, they didn't realize that this was a program mm. and they came in thinking, well, I don't, maybe I won't have to follow the rules. Or maybe I won't have to follow the curfew. So right off the bat, they're not okay. a good fit. So they end up leaving. Um, so then I will go back into that list of, of the women who have called me previously and see who is the next person after that. And Amy, um, just what do you need from your community overall? The community, um, well, they have just been more than helpful and I'm so grateful for everyone who has ever donated to us. So thank you. Um, at this time, we are hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been hit with, um, as, as you know, uh, everyone's experiencing labor shortages. To be able to keep this beautiful mission running, we need an overnight person. Um, so we're looking to hire uh, for this overnight position. We're looking for a mature, responsible woman who would like to supervise and mentor these pregnant young ladies. Um, it is an hourly position to direct and oversee um, the activities here at the Divine Mercy House um, from 6 p.m. to 9 a.m. daily, beginning on Sunday at 6 p.m. to 9 a.m. on Friday. Um, it does require the person to stay overnight in the home um, with a paid two-week vacation offered. Um, if they are interested, they can send me a, the resume at director at divinemercyhouse.org or give me a call, 904-268-6282. And what else can we do for you? If we're not looking for a job, um, but our heart is definitely for a ministry like this, where can we fit in? Yeah, so you can even contribute financially as well. Um, we always, as, as well, always have volunteer opportunities. Um, so always touch base with me to see if there's a need, if you're interested in on volunteering. The mission, we are a 501c3, um, so we rely heavily on donations. It is our only source of income. Uh, with the pandemic, um, we have not been able to do our baby bottle drives, which is our biggest and largest fundraiser that we do to be able to provide income into the home. Um, if they are interested in donating um, any any amount, $5, $10, anything will help. It's as simple as going to our website, divinemercyhouse.org, and donate. Uh, they can also send a check as well in the mail. And you mentioned that y'all were unfortunately not able to do the baby bottle drive, but do you have any upcoming events we can look forward to? Not at this time, um, again, but things can change. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, uh, Divine Mercy House, we will post any updates and needs via there as well. So make sure you follow us on Facebook. Okay, and Amy, one more time, tell me the best contact information to get a hold of you and then um, a website where we can learn more. Yes, so our phone number here is area code 904 268 The website is divinemercyhouse.org. Okay, Amy, thank you so much for all you do and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. You're welcome. welcome. Thanks, Colby, for having me. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.